morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. My name is Tiana, and as always, welcome back to another episode of From the Field to the Track. I am, all, as always, joined by my co-host and best friend, Katie. Katie, how are you today? I'm good, Tiana. How are you? I'm great. Feeling great. It's, you know, it's it's the holidays. It's a good time to re- relax, rewind, almost Christmas, in yeah. the jolly, jolly mood. You know what I mean? I can I can hear Santa's bells from here. Yeah, in the North Pole. I are we closer to the North Pole or are we are we further away? We're close to Antarctica. So surely that counts. And you know what I also found out that apparently the North and South Pole like change every year. <laughs> like like or every like two oh. years. So like the North Pole becomes a South Pole and the South Pole becomes a North Pole. Ah. Oh. Because I like, don't know that, but... we are like spinning. Yeah, because we're spinning yeah. the whole world. Crazy. Because <laughs> Earth's not flat. No, 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 no. Shocker, shocker, shocker. But Katie, what are we talking about today on today's episode of From the Field to the Drag? Today, we are branching out from what we usually talk about, which is Formula One. We are branching straight in to the from the field part of the from the field to the track podcast and we're going to talk about the 2022 to 2023 premiership run of the Penrith Panthers um yeah so we wanted to acknowledge the efforts of Tiana's favorite NRL team uh so we, we're just going to chat about them today are you excited Tiana I'm so excited. Look, this has been a long time coming. Not like, like it has. I've literally always had this episode in the back of my mind. I've just been procrastinating doing it because, like, I could not explain to you why. Like, it's not like I'm. It's uh, there's no reason for me to be procrastinating it. But we're trying to get more into NRL and talking about it. So we hope that you all enjoy this. And for all the people who have joined the from the field to the track journey. Because of Formula One, we hope that maybe this gets you into NRL as well, because NRL have actually started an expansion to America as well as on a global scale. So we will have an episode on that very, very shortly. But to acknowledge, like Katie said, we were going to be talk- we will be talking about the 2021 to 2023 premiership run of the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, it's a historic run, the first team in over... 40 years to actually do a three-peat and the first team in the NRL era, the current era, Formula One to, I mean, NRL, um, to <laughs> the first slip up already um, to do that. So it's, it's actually quite amazing. But to go, to give you a bit of historical context, if you don't watch NRL, um, so in 2019, we will we'll talk about the 2019-2020 seasons because they were in, in integral parts of how the the Penrith Panthers were able to win their three premierships in a row. So 2019 was a very rough season for the Penrith Panthers. They were sitting, I think, I think they finished like eight, 15th out of tw- like 18 teams. It was a rough season, rough season for them. Um, they had, they had 11 wins against 13 losses and it was particularly difficult for the father-son duo of Ivan and Nathan Cleary. So Ivan, Nathan Cleary is our star halfback, which is the person who normally does all the kicking, all the playmaking, all the big plays for the game and for all of this, right? Um, and he, he's a very good player and his dad is, happens to be an ex-NRL player, but he was also coaching the West Tigers at that point, who were the, who are the Panthers, like one of their arch enemies. So instead of, so Ivan made the executive decision to leave the, um, the Tigers and come to the Panthers to obviously coach his son and, you know, 
because he believed that he could do something with the squad. But, you know, it was very risky for both Ivan and Nathan when he came back to the Panthers. And obviously it was not capped up. It was not the the way that he wanted to come back to the Panthers in the in a sense like that because obviously they had a really bad season and he was just kind of getting scrutinized by the media like both of them and I think ultimately the failures of the 2019 season taught the Panthers so 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 much um to on how they should start their next campaign for the next few years and ultimately we have not seen them struggle as much as they did in 2019 ever since then <laughs> because like um but now that we've talked about the 2019 season, obviously the hard um, the hard journey that was the 2019 season, I think we should start talking about the 2020 season because that was ultimately the way that this like the way that everything turned around for the Panthers and obviously made them into the successful team that they are now. So in 2020, yeah. no one ex- Oh, do you know what I should do constantly throughout this episode? Just bring in F1 metaphors. So we're talking, we're kind of like 2021 Red Bull at this stage. If the Panthers are Red Bull, we're talking 2021 Red Bull. We're about to turn the ship around, bro. And we've we've got a new driver. It's uh, Ivan Cleary. Yep. And oh, new team principal, sorry. And we've got our star. Yeah. Okay. Good, Good metaphor, Caitlin. So- so like Max Verstappen, think about Max. I actually, you know what? This is really, this is really funny to me. But I genuinely, in my mind, have um, like connected the dots between the Panthers and Max and Red Bull, and it's purely because since Max Max Verstappen won his first championship in twenty twenty one, right? The Panthers won their first title in twenty twenty one. Since then, Max Verstappen has gone back to back to back on his championships, and the Panthers have gone back to back to back on their premierships. So, is that a coincidence? It's so I much, but it's so much more common to go back to back to back in, like, I want to, I want to emphasize this, to go back to back to back in Formula One, yes, it's amazing, but to go back to back to back in NRL is crazy. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, unheard of, people. This is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that for you there, Tiana. Get the, Thank- get the everyday people like myself to understand how important this is. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. Okay, so 2020 season obviously started. This was obviously the the NRL season starts in like late February, early March. So this was before kind of COVID got to the way that it was like like to the we were all in lockdown and isolation like that. It was before that. So um, no one expected the Panthers to really come out and slay so hard as they did into the 2020 season. Um, it all started in round one, really, because no one gave the Panthers a chance. They were playing the back-to-back premiers, the Roosters, in round one at, uh, at home. And obviously the Panthers had a really bad season in 2019. So people were just expecting them to come in the top eight. You know, that would be considered a good season for them if they came even in the bottom top eight, right? And so... Yeah, but they came out, they played their hearts out. They were literally, like, the first round, I think they they won, um, I think it was, like, by four points, and it was a Stephen Crichton try, like, literally. He came on the field, and then five seconds later, he scored. It was insane, and that's kind of, like, it's engraved into my mind that moment, and it was crazy. So since then, they, obviously, they, they slayed pretty hard that round, and then we had the next round where we played the Dragons, I think, but that was with no no fans. No fans were allowed into the stadium because, obviously, that was when COVID kind of started to ramp up, and then the Panthers won that as well by a, by a lot, I'm pretty sure, and then they stopped the competition because of, the, because of COVID, and, obviously, everyone had to... Um, go into isolation. So the Panthers went into the COVID break, l- top of the table, two wins, zero losses, which is pretty good considering their, we were talking about their four and against la- the, in the 2019 season, which was 11 wins from 13 losses. So they were already kind of beating that average out. 
Um, when the competition resumed, obviously, there were some sketchy things that happened during the break for um, Panthers players, such as if you, like, I'm not going to talk about it, but if you know, you know what happened with Nathan Cleary during the, um, during, during the COVID break. Um, but yeah, so Nathan Cleary I'll was- go- I'll Google it and you guys can get my live reaction. <laughs> yeah. So while I'm talking, you can see Katie's reaction. This is her reaction to what Nathan Cleary did during the um, COVID-19 break. Um, but yeah, so- then Nathan Cleary was suspended for two games and he so we played the Newcastle Knights the first round and then um we tied that game we drew that game because no one could get the field goal in and it was from that and then we lost yeah <laughs> you can it's see her reaction it's not even that bad it's not even that what, bad what oh, did you say sorry wait no oh yeah okay it's not the headlines are, are making it seem like it's not as bad as it is yeah, it was quite it was quite bad, but it was just like, oh, really? Like you're gonna suspend him for two games over that, but whatever. He's kind of breaking the law more than like the NRL protocol. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So then they lost the next round to the Eels, and then just from the game that they lost to the Eels, two two rounds after they came back from break, they went on to win every single game until the grand final. It was a seventeen game winning streak that no one had seen since the 80s, right? They were compared, and the Panthers won the minor premiership. People were comparing them to the team of 91, 2003, which was obviously the two years that the Panthers, yes. <laughs> What's the difference between the minor premiership and like winning okay. the, 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 the actual big thing? thing? Okay, so there's two, there's like two trophies that you can win during the NRL season for teams. And that's the minor premiership and then the major premiership. So the minor premiership is called the JJ Gilton and Shield. Um, that is a shield that is pre- presented to the team who comes first on the ladder after the com- like the, the regular season is done. So that's the team who comes first and who is consistently the best team throughout the season. So even if they don't win the premiership, they were still considered the best team throughout that season. So they still get a um, like a prize. And then obviously the Proven Summons trophy is, which I'll put a p- picture up of both, um, Proven Summons Trophy is the one that you win on the grand final, so you don't have to. You just have to win the grand final to win the Proven Summons yeah. Trophy, really. Right. Um. But yeah. Sure. So people were comparing the Panthers to the '91 Panthers and the '2003 Panthers because every single time that the Panthers had won the minor premiership, like in NRL history, they had gone on to win the um, like the major premiership, right? So. Everyone was like really hyping up the Panthers. Everyone really wanted the Panthers to win because it was a um. And Panthers Storm Grand Final. And if you know anything about the Melbourne Storm, they are a very notoriously hated team in Australia. Or or they were like mostly one of the hated teams in the NRL in Australia because they always won. They were like they were like the people who always won everything and they like you'd get so annoyed because So Red Bull Max for Steppen. Yeah, so they were like no, but they were like Lewis Hamilton and um you know what? Actually, he, they're probably like Sebastian Vettel and Red Bull when he was dominating in Red Bull because kind of like that. But you could also compare it to Red Bull of twenty twenty one, up twenty yeah twenty twenty one because they also broke the salary cap. But but unlike Red Bull, they got their they got their premiership stripped of them, so it technically doesn't count. But yeah, so they did break the salary cap in two thousand and nine, so it's quite funny. But yeah. So, obviously, going into the grand final, this was the first grand final that I had been to. So, my dad, my sister, and I, we went to the grand final. And, look, we were hyped. We were excited. We were like, 
you know what, we've, we've got this. We've got this in the bag. We're going to win. We were so excited. And then, obviously, we did not win. It was one of the most heartbreaking games of my entire life because the Panthers just look stunned. And I think they lack that big game experience. And something that is that is really hard for players, when you play, I'd say, a grand final stage or you play in a state of origin stage, those are really hard to like win because you have to put yourself into a different mentality because it's not like a regular season game it's like this is like this is make or break this is it this there is nothing that I can fall back on right now and I think the Panthers lacked that kind of um like they 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 lacked that skill and it ultimately showed in the big day when they just kind of the the Melbourne Storm scored first and then they just scored after each other like in consecutives and the Panthers just had no hope of coming back and then when they did it was just a bit too late and it was sad it was really sad watching all the players on the field crying and just like on the floor like in tears obviously after the amazing season that we'd have 17 wins straight minor premiership like no one gave us a chance at the start of the season and suddenly we were like this close, but then we had failed. It was just, it was heartbreaking. I remember going back to school the next day and someone asked me how the grand final was and I accidentally like threw my phone. It was not a fun time for me because at that point everyone had known that I was a huge Panthers fan. So I was just like, no, nah. like you just don't want to talk about that with her. But yeah, so that was a 2021 season. And I think a 2020 season rather. And that kind of, that drove them in like that that pain that they felt losing the grand final drove them to succeed in 2021 in my very honest opinion and I think a lot of people even the players will agree with that statement that um the 2020 grand final essentially was their motivating factor behind winning all of their other grand finals because they knew they know how it feels to lose and that is such a bad feeling to lose like you obviously if if Katie and I were like in a thing like if Katie and I were playing like a sport and we lost like and we were this close to like creating history you know what I mean like it would suck right so yeah, yeah it was it was Weird rough for sure so if, if Katie and I did play sports and, if like, we did, we could make history. Then, then this, then it would be really bad. Like, if 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 making history in sports was down to me and Tiana, it would be bad. You know what? Like, this is funny because like both of us, neither of us can play sports. We just stick to like doing the reporting and the engineering behind sports. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Some of you guys, some of you guys should follow me on Strava because I'm I'm a pretty speedy runner when I need to be. Um, okay, so moving on to the 2021 season, which was also like the 2020 season, a very COVID interrupted season. So um, COVID in New South Wales kind of got really bad to a point where they had to suspend the entire competition. They either had the chance of suspending the entire competition and then no one had to- no one could play for the rest of the year or we could they could move the competition to Queensland. So that's what they did. They moved the entire competition up to Queensland and they put all the players in this bubble kind of thing which was like they lived in hotels for the entire round the entire competition their families eventually came up but they only came up like months after and they essentially were not allowed to leave those hotels ever because there was like stuff in there for them to do and they were not allowed to interact with any fans and no one they literally just had to interact with only their teammates so it was obviously when you are stuck like that for like five to seven months, you're probably going to be like, I'm losing my mind. I need to talk to someone. And then I think that also brought a lot of the Panthers players really close to each other because you're stuck with them 24 seven. You're going to have to bond with them at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I feel like it definitely shows their like commitment and something to just like pick up their lives. I mean, like everybody's lives would like they weren't the most affected by COVID, but you know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. to just pick everything up and just go live somewhere else away from their families in a time where literally everybody else was with their families is shows a lot of commitment to their sport. Um, yeah. And possibly a driver behind what happens later in that season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so when the Panthers moved up to Queensland, they had kind of already, they started playing, it was mid-season, so they had played one game of Origin, I think, and the Pan- the Blues were winning, which was great. And then they played another they played another game, game two, and the Blues won that, so it was like almost going to be a quick, clean, clean sweep of Origin. And then Nathan Cleary decides that he, you know, his shoulder just wants to like say sayonara. So his shoulder, he had a he had a sh- shoulder injury, and that kept him out essentially till the last week of the regular season. And then over the course of playing in Queensland and playing all these games, the Panthers picked up so 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 many injuries to the point where I literally had to like write a list of people. Like it was Nathan Cleary, his shoulder during Origin game two. Jerome Luai had an MCL injury, which is your knee. Um, Dylan Edwards broke his foot. Isaiah Yo had several concussions, and Moses Leota and James Fisher Harris both had lower leg injuries. So it was very difficult, and I remember vividly in my mind, I like this was after, but like I remember in my mind, Ivan Cleary sitting in a press conference, just thinking, like just saying out loud that he was woken up in the middle of the night because he was like, how a like how are we how am I gonna feel the team because all of my players are injured because they were all injured but they were all so committed to play like even though these people were like on one leg or on one arm like they still wanted to play there was nothing else they wanted to do they didn't want to rest they didn't want to do any of this and yeah so the this extensive list of injuries to marquee players um put a strong doubt on the Panthers finals campaign a lot of people were like we think that they will make it to the grand final but we don't think they'll win again because at the end of the day, it's too long of an injury list and it's not going to it's not going to work out in their favour. Like you have to have a fully healthy squad. A lot of things have to like like Katie normally says in an F one championship, a lot of things have to go your way. And the same thing is in an NRL championship. Like when you win an NRL championship, you have to have a lot of things go your way. And one of those things have to be having a healthy squad. So Yeah, so right now the Panthers were gonna try win a championship and um they were they were losing their Max Verstappen. Their Max Verstappen had gone, and Chico Perez was going to have to try and bring it home. And things were not looking good for them. Why do no, I keep was... using Red Bull metaphors? <laughs> so annoying. You, you're just only using Red Bull metaphors. It's no, there's no one else. I challenge you the next time to use a different team. It's kind of like they were losing the Alex Albon, and Logan Sargent had to bring them home. That's yeah. kind of a better analogy. What else could we say? Um, who else is like oh definitely one two driver? Ooh, we don't really a lot of the other teams F one teams are real equal at the moment. Actually, yeah, they mm. actually are quite. Mm. So yeah, then um, so the Panthers played round one, obviously finishing in the top four. They once again finished in the top four. They finished second. Um, so when you finish in the top four in NRL, you get a second chance. Um, you get a second chance. Uh, so if you lose week one of the finals. You can st- you don't get the week's rest. Instead, you have to play another game, and then you play, play the prelim finals. And then, if you win, then you go into the grand final kind of thing. So, the Panthers were had to win that game because obviously they wanted the rest because they had so many players that were injured. Obviously, you just want a week to like sit down, relax, and not worry about anything. Obviously, that did not happen. 
The Panthers lost week one of the finals to the Rabbitohs, 10 to 16. And a lot, a lot of this game, I remember a lot of the build-up to this game was a lot of talk. And I think, once again, the Panthers lacked that skill of not engaging in all the media that was kind of told, like, kind of spoken to them. And that kind of proved their downfall because they just could not come back during the game. And so then they had to go the longer way around to the grand final. And I remember Ivan Cleary in his press conference, he uh, multiple media outlets were kind of asking him the same question, like, do you think that you can still win the premiership? Like, it has been proven impossible to go the longer way. And then he just goes, he just looks at them and goes, impossible? Nothing's impossible. And I was like, oh, Ivan, Ivan came to slay. He was like, he's like, no, 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 nothing's impossible. And then I think week week two, we played the Eels. It was a controversial win. Eels are our arch rivals. And although all of my friends hated me because all of my friends were Eels fans, all of my friends are Eels fans, um, they hated me because of what happened. I was like, look, I can't, I can't, I can't help it, but I'm happy that my team's going to be in the prelim final. And yeah, so we were, we were stoked. We were, we were still hanging on by a thread. We had very, and at that point, it wasn't widely known that Dylan Edwards had a broken foot. It only came out after the grand final that Dylan Edwards was playing with a broken foot. So he, and he ran He played about, with a broken foot? Yeah, for the entire finals campaign, he played with a broken foot. Nathan Cleary played with a busted shoulder. This has been... Dur- Jerome played this with a broken compared knee. To when, oh, this has been compared to when I worked the Christmas week with a broken foot. <laughs> and oh. I did. I worked the Christmas we- week in retail with a broken foot. Oh, my gosh. Why have you done that? That's crazy. She is the Dylan Edwards of the retail. <laughs> not, not right now. Last year. Last year. Oh, okay. But yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember. Did you not fall down the stairs? Hey, hey, we were going to make it seem like it did something crazy. I'll cut that out, I'll cut that out. But yeah, so we went to the the Eels and then we had to play the grand final rematch, which was the Panthers versus the Storm. And I remember so vividly, because obviously in lockdown at that time, it was just my dad, my sister and I sitting in our living room in our like tiny little rental house. And we were like, like my dad, Tamara and I were literally like pulling out all the stops. So something about me is I during the entire 2020 whenever the Panthers are really playing and I am watching the game at home um I will light every single candle in my house and if they begin to lose I will go around to each candle blow out every candle and just make a wish saying please let the Panthers win every single time to the point where it was like it's genuinely so bad but I'll 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 tell you what happened this year when we get to this year's summary so yeah we we won to the we won to the like the Melbourne Storm. It was a very hard game. It was a very physical game as well. But I think the Panthers were driven by the fact that they they know what it feels like to lose that grand final, and they wanted to get their revenge on the Melbourne Storm for losing for for making them lose that grand final last year. And the Melbourne Storm didn't have that same kind of passion to win as the Panthers did. So it eventually sent the Panthers off to the grand final. Obviously absolute scenes in my house because tomorrow my dad after week one of the grand after week one of the final said they're not gonna win and i said don't you like don't no we're not doing this we're not we're not discounting nothing them. is impossible nothing is impossible i was Ivan cleary and yeah the grand final like i think my nerves during like during the grand final were like unmatched because i was just so scared because obviously the the roosters the rabbitos rather were one of the only teams the entire season that could beat us so like you're like you beat us in round one like you re- beat us in round one of the finals like there's nothing stopping you from beating us right now 
and whatever. The game was the game was absolutely amazing. It was kind of a um ping pong match, if you will. It was like we would score, like Matt Burden scored first in the 16th minute for the Panthers, and then Alex Johnston scored four minutes later for the Rabbitohs. So it was just like it would be like oh one person would score and then the other person would score so then it would be leveled and then I think Nathan Cleary took a like a penalty kick um which was so then that's two points so it adds two points to the score and then at halftime I think we were no yeah so at halftime we were tied on six points six points each then we came out Nathan Cleary took the two points it was eight six then Adam Reynolds took the conversion it was eight sixes then it was eight eight and then it was just kind of like back and forth. Like the best games of rugby league are not the ones that are the blowout scores. They are the ones that are so close that it's so stressful for you because it's like, who is going to win? Like what is going to happen right now? And then it was just a literal lapse in concentration. Cody Walker went to go and throw like an overhead pass, which is kind of like, oh, obviously over your head. And he didn't see, but Stephen Crichton, who plays for the Panthers, was standing here, like was standing there and he knew the pass was coming. And so as the pass is going over his head, he grabs the ball, intercepts it, runs the rest of the field, scores a try. And that essentially won us the game because then the, the Rabbitohs went and scored, but they couldn't convert the kick. So we had already won the game. And I just remember thinking that like I was sitting there shaking, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like what just happened? Like, there's no way that happened. And then... They won the premiership, obviously, 2021, and that will always be, that moment will always be engraved in my mind, especially Ivan going, like, it's not impossible, because it wasn't impossible, obviously, nothing is impossible for, yeah, it was crazy. Katie, do you have any questions? No, I was just saying, at the moment, we've won one, we've got one premiership. Yeah, so, we're on Uno premierships. The 2022 season, okay, the 2022 season... Once again, the Panthers brought back the minor premiership, brought the minor premiership back to Penrith, the foot of the mountains, absolutely where it belongs, in my very honest opinion. It was smooth sailing up in the entire 2022 season. They really never looked in doubt. I think the only time they really looked in doubt was during the origin period because, no, wait, no, we won every game of the origin period, never mind. But yeah, we, so I think one weakness that we had the year before was our origin period because obviously when you're a great team, you're going to have people who um who who have to go to do representative duties on on like representative sports and that will leave you with less people to do and obviously we had a lot of debutants and we lost a lot of our games during the origin period because Ivan wanted to rest the players as he as he should because obviously they he didn't want to risk the injuries and so we were able to uh, able to navigate that so round one of the finals like let's go back to when I said the 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 Parramatta Eels are arch rivals we played them round one of the finals at home and it was a pretty close game for the most part like it was for 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 quite a bit actually it was very close as it always is in the battle of the west because both teams hate each other it's like the second that whistle blows the two teams like absolutely hate each other they we have like the longest one of the longest rivalries in the nrl and it's because it's just like who's best in the West kind of thing. And always it's got to be the Panthers because we have three premierships and Parramatta haven't won in 40 years, 30 years. And the West Tigers aren't even in like range of being <laughs> like, they're like Haas. We are. Okay, Red I was going to say, <laughs> no, I was going to say the Eels are more like Williams because Williams t- was kind of good. Like, you know, yeah. won a few championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah like years ago and are still like riding on that and that's yeah, how the yeah, yeah. are you know what that's such a 
fair comparison to compare the eels to Williams. Like, that's actually a really good comparison. Good job, Katie. But, yeah, so... And then I think it was, like, into the second half, one of the key players, Clint Gutherson, he's their fullback. Um, he got knocked out. He had a concussion, and then he could not return. And I think... Oh, wait, no, it was Mitch Moses, sorry. they halfback. He got concussed, couldn't come back. Both have really strange names. Yeah, it's, they've both got... Like, when I tell you some of the people's names, just to wait, you're going to be so confused. But, yeah, so then, the, then they just could not find a way to win the game, and the Panthers just absolutely... Point like poured on all the points. It was twenty seven eight, and then to like put the cherry on the top, Nathan Cleary went for the field goal, like a one point field goal, just to make it annoying for them. Like they had lost already, but just to make it more annoying for them. So it was twenty seven eight. Um, Panthers win, so they safely qualified for the preliminary preliminary finals, and then we met the Rabbitohs, the grand final rematch in the um. In the preliminary finals, which was amazing because I remember this was Ava's this was Ava's eighteenth birthday and we were sitting in this restaurant. We were literally about to we were meant to go home before the game started, but I don't know why we waited. Because my entire family obviously are all Panthers fans. And we're all crazy. Like we're genuinely if you see us all in like if you see us all in public, you're gonna think we're crazy while we're watching the games. So we were literally no, no, sitting if you just see you guys in public in general, you're going to think you guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tiana's family. So I love your family though. So if you listen it's to just this, like, I love you. It's just all of us. Like there's like so many of us. So we all like walk in a, like it, there's so many of us. It's so hard to look. All of you guys in your Panthers merch as well. Like they all have these like matching shirts and stuff. It's real funny. So we all have, so, it's so great. It's amazing. So yeah. And then that was close to game. I think the Rabbitohs were leading. I think it was 12 nil. It was 12-0, and we were like, what are we doing? Like, there is no way. Like, what is happening? Like, the Rabbit is going to get their revenge. Like, blah, 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 blah. We're losing it. We're going to die. Whatever. We're not going to die. We're going to, like, you know, just the extremities are all coming out. Then I think it was, like, 10 minutes to, to go before the halftime break, and Brian Toto just, like, once again, it was another intercept try. It was Brian Toto just starts get just gets the ball and then runs from our like try line to their try line, which is ninety meters, and he runs all the way, scores, and then we're like suddenly we get the spark back. Like obviously you get this, like oh oh it's game on now. Like you know what I mean? And then I think it was Appy made a breakaway and then scored, but he just he the ball just hit the ground and it was like it was a bit of a miss hit or miss kind of thing. And then, yeah, and the Panthers won. And I remember watching that game with one of Ava's friends who happens to be a really big Rabbitohs fan. And obviously, like, it's one of her against every single Panthers supporter. And she's like, bro, what am I doing? <laughs> she was just like, it was so funny. But, yeah, she was a good sport about it. And then we safely qualified for the grand final. Second grand final in a row. Oh, actually, third grand final in a row. And guess who our opponents were? None other than the Parramatta Eels. The Battle of the West in the Grand Final. Like, tell me that does not sound appealing to you. That was something that my dreams were made of, a Battle of the West Grand Final. It was a lot of people's dreams, actually. And obviously, it did not live up to that hype because the Parramatta Eels did not... They kind of faced the same fate as the 2021 Pan, as the 2020 Panthers did because they lacked that big game experience. And then when the Panthers started throwing things at them, they didn't know how to respond, and so they just kind of, like, went, oh, what do I do? And then forgot how to play footy, really. So I think we – they were shell-shocked, really, and the Panthers scored in the 10th, 17th, and 27th minute, 
and they held the eels to nil up until the seventy until up until the seventieth minute of the grand final. Like the it was going to be a like like a twenty nil grand final because the eels could not score and then the eels just came out and scored two tries back to back in the last two minutes. Obviously, it was too late for them to come back at that point, but it was amazing. It was great, um, and I think the 2022 grand final will always have a special place in my heart not that all of the grand finals don't but the 2022 grand final will always have the one of the most special places in my heart because it was the year that the panthers were became the most successful team in the nrl history we won sg ball um jersey flag new south wales cup state championships and the, the nrl premiership and the nrl minor premiership we won six trophies in the course of one season which no team has ever done in history before, which was amazing. So we were like Red Bull. We were like Max Verstappen. Once again. Um, yeah, I think think it's it's like when I don't I don't really have a metaphor for this one about like the Battle of the West. Because there's not really two teams that are like similar. Like we don't really have two teams that are like every if one team's got quite a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, I understand. But yeah, Sorry. and... I'm out of metaphors. That's okay. She's out of metaphors, guys. Wait, maybe you can have a metaphor for... Actually, I think I can think of a good metaphor for the 2023 Grand Final. But yes, so something that needs to be talked about over the, tw- over the course of 2020 to 2022, we had, lost a, we had lost a lot of big name players and a lot of players that were integral to our success in... Um, in just the entire, like, the thing that we had, like, occurred, like, all of our premierships, rather. So we had lost people like Viliami Kikau. He was a very, 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 very important part of our 2021, 2020, and 2022 campaign. Api was the same. Like, he'd been there since 2020, and he was one of the best, like, playmakers. He could think of anything on the spot. And it was hard for the Panthers to kind of, like, come back from that. And that's why there was a lot of going into the 2023 season there were a lot of question marks over the Panther season because it was like how do you lose so many big name players and come back from that and still win you know what I mean it's just like it's hard it's hard when you lose such big name players like those like those people were and although we still had the majority of our spine intact so Dylan Edwards is still there Nathan Cleary Jerome Luai um and Isaiah, yo, they were all still there, but, like, we were losing people, like, that were integral to our, like, campaign or whatever. So, they, the players that we lost essentially seemed irreplaceable. However, the NRL, the Panthers junior system, which is one of the best junior systems in the NRL, I can confidently say that because there are so many good players that have come from that. Um, it's giving, they, oh, hang on, I, I need to pick a driver academy here. <laughs> It's giving who what driver academy has a lot of like good talent at the moment. It is giving the Red Bull driver academy. No, because I can't do Red Bull. It's it's giving <laughs> it's giving Mercedes post yeah, them dropping Paul. <laughs> Lots of you know what, that's fair. But like Lots the the right people, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And so. A lot of people obviously have the question like could they go for three in a row could they go back to back to back like it was a very it was a very heavy question on the Panthers season and it did not start well for the Panthers like at all we lost back to back games at home which is something that is unheard of for the Panthers they never lose back to back games especially back to back games at home so we lost they just win back to back to back titles no no exactly. losing back to back the only back to back they do is winning titles exactly I rest my case thank you Katie um, but yeah, 
it was hard because we lost the world champion we, we lost the world cup challenge which was hard for me because i sat in the pouring rain literally thought i was going to get struck by lightning um i literally have photos on my instagram of me during that game because it was like pouring down rain as we're sitting there and we watched them lose it was freezing cold none of us were happy we just wanted to get out of there but we were like we paid for these tickets we might as well just stay here whatever and then we lost to the broncos at home round one i wasn't even there because i was at harry styles and i was like looked like a crazy person because harry styles started playing medicine which is a song that's unreleased and then nathan cleary got the field goal in which essentially would have like made us one point closer so all we had to do was get another field goal it didn't happen and so literally there's a video of Ava and I screaming, oh my gosh, he's playing medicine. Oh my gosh, Nathan Cleary got the field goal. And we were like, everyone around us was like, what is wrong with these people? Like, are you guys okay? Like, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So the 2023 season was kind of a wide for the pa- ride for the Panthers fans. They backed, they continued back to their winning ways. However, they did have five narrow losses. Um, but, and most importantly, those five losses that they had over the course of the 2023 season all but one time, none of them had been more than double digits. They had only ever lost by a single digit deficit. So it was like one try, one point. I think a lot of them were actually one point. We lost to Golden Point a few times. We lost like just by one try, two points, like just all of that things. Um, but once again, the Panthers finished with the minor premiership, which is obviously, like, as you could see, my 2023 minor premiership shirt. Um, I, I loved I loved that. That was amazing. Um and then this is going to hurt all the New Zealand fans' hearts, but <laughs> up the Waz was not up the Waz. Up the Waz. <laughs> up the Waz was not up the Waz. Can, I, can I talk about this real real quickly? Yeah, Just go. Like, you go. Okay, so it, basically I grew up here and like I, I grew up in New Zealand. Um, the NRL isn't as big here. Like obviously we have uh, one pretty good rugby team. It's called the All Blacks. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but um, – you you would always hear people making jokes like oh this is you know how everybody says oh next year will be Ferraris yeah this is Ferraris yeah people always say this is the Warriors yeah because we always like it, it, four pieces of puzzle are always there for us you know like yeah. th- there's always hope that we might have a good season and then the Warriors never do so when I started hearing no no this is actually going to be the Warriors yeah like this is going to be amazing. There was, like, I, I, I'll send Tiana a picture. Like, all throughout my, like, little small town school, there was, like, up the wires written in chalk everywhere you walked. Everyone, like, the, our principal was walking around in Warriors top. Like, we were so excited for the prospect that we might win for the first time in God knows how long. And, You've never um, won a premiership ever. Oh, have we not? Okay. Um, yeah, so, perfect. Um, yeah. So, but Tiana's going to get into into why it wasn't quite out the wires. It was like, look, I wanted the wires to win more. Like, if we were going to lose to a team, I, I wanted it to be the wires. Like, I literally wanted the Warriors to win the grand final. Like, I was rooting for the Warriors. And it's mainly because the last the last time the guys made a grand final was Ivan Cleary was the coach. And, like, that, that was just, like, way back in the day. So... It was what it was. But anyways, the Warriors fans did not disappoint, though. Like, they all came to Penrith. Like, they all flew from... Like, I've seen people, like, 
when they like play in Auckland, um, I've seen all these people at the games and they were all there. They were all in the stands in Penrith. I was like, there's no way. Like they, they came all the way from Auckland to Penrith. Like do not discount them. They they actually like showed up. And commendment for that because I pro- personally would not fly across the country uh, to another country to watch my team play. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I love my Panthers, but I also do not love them as much to spend that much money on a plane ticket. Um, but yeah, we did beat the Warriors, unfortunately, in round one. The Warriors did come back. They came, they they managed to come through to the preliminary final. And look, they did get robbed in the, in the grand, in, if you want to say robbed. Yeah, there were a few dodgy calls for the, for the Warriors. A few forward passes that weren't forward, pa- that were not called. A few dodgy calls. But it is what it is. And next, this year. Not the only dodgy game of rugby that New, a New Zealand team played this year. You know what? It was. It, it, I was telling my mum. I was telling my mum like it sucks to be a Kiwi, right? Like this was after I think the World Cup, the the cricket World Cup as well. So it was like it sucks to be a Kiwi right now because you've lost the like the Warriors have lost, the All Blacks have lost, oh, the Kiwis got. I think oh the only thing that Kiwis really won was the rugby like the the Pacific Championship of the NRL, which they won, which was great because it was like the one thing that you guys won this year. And then you guys lost to Australia in the cricket twice. And I was like, oh I was like, oh man, like this sucks for you. Yeah in Kiwi sports. Really the only thing keeping us going in Kiwi sports was um Liam Lawson. Yeah. He had Yeah and Liam Lawson wasn't even like getting his and then, yeah, then Liam Lawson lost the Super Formula Championship as well. So I was just like, damn, the Kiwis cannot catch a break. Like, can someone just nah. give them a break? Because I was like... Next year will be New Zealand's year. Next year, next year. I'm, I'm holding out strong for it. But, yeah. Actually. Obviously. Actually, McLaren had a good year and McLaren's New Zealand uh, Formula 1 team. So... You are so right there. You are so right there. They and can, essentially, they they're... I tell you it's British, but they're, they're not. But like Bruce McLaren was Kiwi, so essentially, and and on this like 60th anniversary livery, they had a Kiwi, so therefore, they Kiwi team. So you know what I mean? Like they slayed, and we won't talk much about the rest of the final series except for the grand final because obviously the Panthers made it through. It was a slay. 2023 history, a 2023 grand final, in my very honest opinion, will go down as the best grand final in history. And I can confidently say that because there has never been a grand final where a team has come down from that big of a deficit to win. Like, I'm talking, being at that grand final, it was a scorcher of a day. Like, I'm telling you, it was like 32 degrees. I was sitting in the second row and I was like going to die of heat. I actually think I got heat exhaustion. I was, and the the worst part is I was wearing sunscreen. I drank hydrolite. I drank, I was like, committed to the fact that I was not going to get like you and auntie Jess taking like a little break to go like sit in the shade it was so bad because so my auntie Jess she is she was the one that was sitting next to me and she was the one that was like she took care of me the entire day because I was literally like dying (laughs) like to the point where she genuinely thought I was going to throw up so many times but we had to take laps around the stadium because we were like like we were so it was so hot in the sun and then we I was wearing a hat I was literally doing all my sun safety things and I still got heat exhaustion so I was like I drank like I had this bottle I drank this bottle times five and then obviously you need to go to the bathroom after you've drank and like this is a liter bottle I drank five liters 
need to go to the bathroom obviously so I, I it happened so happened that when the grand final started obviously it doesn't help that I'm the most anxious and stressed person on the planet so literally I'm there praying with my hands like please Jesus let the Panthers win like please Jesus and then I'm like sitting there like stressed out and then I'm just like I need to go to the bathroom but the Panthers had already scored so it was like eight I think I was eight nil at that point because the Panthers scored and then we got a con- penalty kick I think and then I was just like, you know what? There's two minutes to half time. Let's go to the bathroom now because I'm not gonna wait in that line that's gonna form in the bathroom, like when half time starts. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a thinker if I'm nothing else. So we go and we, we as we're walking to the bathroom, the Broncos score. And we're like, you're joking. You're joking. Of course they score the second that we're not watching. So then we went to half time. It was eight six. You know what? I was feeling positive. I was like, you know what? Like we've got this in the bag because there's a stat that says the Broncos. I mean, not the Broncos. The Panthers have rarely ever lost games when they are leading at halftime. Like, they're, they're, they are very good at capitalising on their opportunities when they're leading at halftime. The Broncos, on the other hand, they had other plans. And, look, I will commend Ezra Mam. Ezra Mam, genuinely, if the game stopped after, 50, after like, 60 minutes, Ezra Mam's, Ezra Mam's getting that um, Clive Churchill medal. He's getting the MVP award because to score a hat-trick... In any game, in any sport, to do a hat trick, it's 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 something that should be like very applaud like applauded, and it's amazing to do. But to do a hat trick in a grand final, all within ten, or, and scoring all three tries within ten minutes of each other, that is unheard of. Like as much as I was sitting there, head in my hands, crying, thinking, "Oh my god, there's no way this has happened. I have to like, what am I gonna do? This is gonna be like this is my villain origin story." Like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And the worst part was he scored all three tries, like, right in front of us. And I was like, you're joking. Like, this is this is so bad. And I think I think it's the third try, actually. So my dad has watched the grand final, like, about 200 times since it's happened. So we've picked up everything that's happened in the crowds. And there's literally, when you... <laughs> I'll, put the, I'll put a screenshot up. It's very blurry, but you can see it. But there's, like... So he scores, and then we're sitting in the second row, right? So then you can see my uncle just stand up and go... And then you can see my dad. He's got his head. He's got his head in his hands. Like, what is happening? And my mom's can... just having like an existential crisis. He's like, nah, nah, my life's over. My other uncle's gone up because he was like, not. He was not. Ha- he was not having a good day. So he went up. He went to go and like calm himself down. I'm sitting on the. Okay, like, so oh my everybody, God. everybody who's at home that's a Formula One fan, it's giving Toto Wolf, Smash Wolf, smashing his headphones <laughs> on the table. That's that's Tian. That's Mr. Sones. That's Tian's dad. Just like, <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, that's if, if my family was to be comp- actually, you know what? It could be compared to Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one. Like, my the da- the feeling my dad went through at Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one because he's a Lewis Hamilton fan compared to like <laughs> the pain that my dad went through during the grand final. Like, I think you can compare the two. But yeah, and so obviously at that point I had just given up. I was just like, I don't want to be here. Just get me out of here. There's no way I watched the Panthers lose in the pouring rain and I have just gotten heat exhaustion and I'm watching them lose again. Like, come on, guys. I can only, I can only survive so many, I can only survive so many natural, like, like natural disasters and natural, like, things please like get get your life together sort, sort yourself sort yourself out or whatever and i yeah and i think it was made worse by the fact that there were two broncos fans like sitting behind me and when ezra mam scored his like third try like some fans can be grubs and i will always admit this like i've been to my fair, fair share of nrl games to know that 
people can be grubs, especially when they're on the opposite team. Like I remember in 2020, 2021, before we went to, before we went to, before the game went to Queensland, we went to a Panthers first West Tigers game. And that happened to be the game where all the origin stars were out. They could not play because they were being selected for origin. A bunch of debutants, And it was just me, my uncle, my auntie, and Tamara, my sister. And I remember we were losing by so much. We just were like, let's just go home. Like, before this gets embarrassing for us to just stay here. Anyways, we're walking past the hill, which is, like, in Leichhardt Oval. It's the infamous spot for everyone to do. And all these, like, all these West Tigers fans start yelling at us, obviously, because we're wearing our Panther stuff. And they're like, boo, you guys suck. And then throw, like, beer cans at us. And it, the, the, But the highlight of my day that day was my Auntie Jess... This guy was kept yelling at us, and I think she got mad because, like, if it was just her and my uncle, then it would have been fine. But it was because, like, Tamara and I were there. Like, he kept saying, like, oh, you guys suck, you guys suck, blah, blah, blah. So my auntie goes up to him, and then she puts her hand out, and she's just like, I'm happy for you. And he sh- and shakes his hand, and he goes, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you won. And all his mates behind him just go, like, oh, you just got, like, it was the funniest moment. It was, and my auntie was just like, what? I was happy for her. <laughs> so auntie that's my, my favorite auntie. She was, she's quite, she's quite a slay. She'll be happy you said that. Um, yeah, so like I said, I was not vibing throughout that game at all, but the one person, the two people who never lost faith in my family were Lachlan, my, my older cousin, and my auntie Jess, obviously. Like, both of them were very adamant of the fact that we would come back, and it was only three tries, they could do it. They were still like, I think I was more like, what am I going to do when people like start emailing me and messaging me saying like, you guys lost? Like, that was all I could think about. Emailing you? <laughs> Yeah, like Miss Rigney would email me saying you guys lost, oh. and I'd be like, I'd be like, absolutely not, that's not happening. And I think, yeah, after the third try, my dad says that he remembers, obviously because we're sitting um, so close to the field, he says that he remembers Stephen Cryden literally yelling at all the Panthers players to come because obviously they had their heads down. They were like, how have we, how has this happened? We were literally on top. How have we managed this? And he says that he remembers Stephen Cryden calling all of the players saying like oi come here and then just starts yelling at them saying like this is not the way that I want to leave the Panthers this is not the way that I want to end my career with the pan- with the Panthers and then I think that sparked sparked something in them all because after that Moses Leota scored in the scored in the 62nd minute and then Nathan Cleary played the best 20 minutes of footy I've ever seen from a player ever and the best 20 minutes of footy probably of his entire career he sparked so many things for us he sparked so many tries so many and he even and the best part about it was he scored the grand final winning try he scored the last try of the 2023 season and he won the game for the panthers it was like i think although the although the panthers are so so good i think the broncos got caught clock like watching the clock and rather than actually playing the game and I think they were just more focused on, okay, there's only 20 minutes left. They can't come back. And then they did. And then there was no point. There was no hope for them after that. And it sucks. It, it really does suck when you, when that happens. Um, when, when obviously when you, when they, t- when you're leading and then all of a sudden you're not leading. But at the end of the day, this is like my, my analogy here is going to be like Prema and Abu Dhabi. This was, this was the Broncos champion. This was the Broncos championship to lose. This was also like Prema's championship to lose, and the Broncos just lost it because they did they they could not like like possibly in their mind work it out and work how to do it even on the radio like the the, the coach wasn't really saying much he was just kind of like watching the clock so 
after that siren sounded, I think I started. I, my first reaction was, "There's no way that they're that they're, they're three that they they've won. There's no way they've done it. There's no way." Like I literally just go start saying to my auntie, "There's no way. There's no way. There's no way." <laughs> I think there's literally a video on my phone. I would show these videos, but they're so embarrassing to the point of. I'm literally screeching the lyrics to our like team song. Oh, I was cr- you know what? Do you know what you should play? You should put on the screen for the people. Oh, that sure. video of you, um, that video of you crying. What, what was it? You something about Alex Albon? No, you finding out that Mick Mac is not staying. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, the video me just cut, cut that out. Cut that out. But it's really funny. It is quite funny. It is quite funny. But yeah, and the most relieving thing about that is knowing that. Although everyone hates the Panthers for how successful they are, like once again, tall poppy syndrome, they, the people are going to hate on them for being successful. But at the end of the day, you cannot deny, as much as you hate on the Panthers, you cannot deny that they are one of the best teams in the NRL history. They will go down as making a dynasty and they will go down as one of the greatest teams because especially in an era of the salary cap and having to lose so many players and having to lose so many key players and not be able to keep them because of having a certain amount in the salary cap. Like, to do that, it's it's crazy in its own feet because it, it's a testament to both the Panthers coaching staff and the way that they coach them and stuff, but it's also a testament to the Panthers junior systems and how they bring them up in a way where they know, like, a lot of these juniors and a lot of these, like, players, they know, they don't know what it means to lose. They don't know what it means to not win because... All of their junior careers, all of their ju- all of the games they've played in first grade, they've only ever won. They've never lost. So for them, like losing is not something that they know. So they don't know how to lose. They only know how to win. And therefore, if you only know how to win, what are you gonna do? You're only gonna win. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's crazy. And I think in my in my <laughs> yeah, it's like the Panthers never played a grand final with the same squad over the four years that they have played in the grand fi- in four consecutive grand finals they never once played with the same squad the same the squad always changed it was always different there were some spine players that were different and it was crazy it's always it's always going to be in my mind like this is my room in empire i think it's just like i don't understand how I don't understand, like, I still to this day do not understand how they pulled that off and how they how they came back from, like, if that was me, I would be on the floor crying. I was on the floor crying, actually. I was just like, I, like, they can't come back. But obviously, you know, they can come back and they did come back. And, like, I think anyone, even if you are just new to watching NRL and if this is how you get, if this is a story of how you get into NRL, this is amazing. But you honestly cannot make up the dedication, the hard work, the effort that these boys put in every single day of training. Like, um, we, like, obviously, when we go to games, like, you, you talk to them, you see in all of their, like, social media posts, you see on their, like, on the stuff that they do with the media and stuff, like, after the games and stuff, they put in so much effort and so much time to actually wanting to win and not, like, wanting to better themselves. Like, even even after losses and all of that stuff, like they are constantly trying to make themselves better, constantly watching footage, constantly like training, even in the days where it's hard, even when the days you know that, you know, God God forbid, even the days that you know it's gonna be back like twenty nineteen and it's gonna be like hard. They just have to remember that it's you just put in the work and then you get what you get in return. So yeah. 
true once again I say truly NRL fans although loving to hate on the Panthers at the moment are witnessing greatness and witnessing greatness and history and they're also witnessing a dynasty being created there is no team in the past like we could say the NRL era or the salary cap era who has been as dominant like obviously you've had the storm you've had the you've had the roosters who have always been dominant and always been kind of up there kind of always been in contention but they have not won they've not won back to back to back titles and that's very hard like you could win like 2021 and then 2023 and then 2025 but to win back to back to back titles it's something that it takes a lot of mental strength as well as obviously physical strength and so I'm glad to say that the Panthers are the only team who have legally, in the salary cap, fulfilled that. So, yeah, I'm glad that I got to speak about it. I think it's like we, just to kind of always, as I always do, bring it back to Formula One, people saying like, oh, it's so boring to watch Max Verstappen, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's saying you are witnessing the stuff that people are going to talk about and commentators are going to be bringing up in like 30 years' time. Like, do you remember that mm-hmm. time when Max Verstappen won all of these consecutive races and stuff like that? You know, when you're in the moment, you think, oh, this is boring or, like, this doesn't even seem that cool. And then you look back and you realise just how much gone into has gone into it and how impossible or, like, impossible it felt and how how crazy it is that people have achieved this. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think in terms of we're witnessing greatness in in two sports at the moment and I'm so happy that we can be a part of that and that we can be making stuff like this to, like, remember it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's something that is so important for fans. Like, as fans of sport, like, I think obviously it comes back to, like I said, tall poppy syndrome. It's one of the the driving factors of, like, like fans of football, fans of soccer, fans of literally any single sport in the world there's always going to be a team that you hate because they're winning. And you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, yeah. 30 years from now, you're not going to remember the fact that you hated them because they were winning. You're going to remember them for the the iconic the iconic like behaviours and the iconic things that they achieved over the courses of those years. Like you said with Red Bull. Like Red Bull have achieved so much, and although people love to hate on them now, 20 years from now, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, that was the best. Like, the RB19 was the best car that Formula 1 has seen in a very long time. And same with the Panthers. You can look at the Panthers and just be like, like, although people say, oh, like, Jerome Lewis cocky, Nathan Cleary's cocky. Like, at the end of the day, these halves, this halves pairing led them to three grand finals, four grand finals, three grand final wins, an origin series. Like, there are so many things that, that they have done and so many things that they have achieved. And although you love to hate on them now... In 20 years from now, when they retire and they hang up their boots and they say, I'm done, you're going to look reflect on their careers and you're going to be like, wow, like they actually genuinely did so much for the sport and so much. And it's always good publicity for a sport, in my very honest opinion, when a team is doing really well, because it's like, oh, like this team is doing really well. So like, how are they doing so well? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's also something that's really big, although it's really boring, you could say that the same teams are winning over and over and over again. At the end of the day, it's so interesting and so fascinating to see how they can win, but the rest of the the rest of the teams can't. The rest of the other people in the sport cannot win or cannot keep up on or be on their level. So it kind of challenges you to think like, what are they doing that is so integral to like their their victories and their wins and all of that? You know what I mean? Mm, mm, yeah, I do. 
And so with that, I'm glad that everyone has enjoyed this episode of From the Field to the Track. But now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the episode. Katie, take it away. Listen, Tiana has been 100% responsible for most of this episode. But this is my wee thing, my little... My little end of the episode that I'm sure some of you guys just skip right through just to listen to my big part because I know that amongst fans of From the Field to the Track, this is this is a really big moment for a lot of people. Radio. <clears throat> Good evening. You take a lot of drives in your life. Some people who take a lot more drives than us are NRL players. Doesn't quite work as well with NRL players. Anyway, my question to you, Tiana, is... Which uh, past or present NRL player would you like to do a hot lap of Albert Park with? I see that's so like that is genuinely like a difficult question for me because it would have like you'd obviously have to choose like one of your favorite players, but like I've had so many favorite players and they all like and I also don't know if they're good drivers either, so it could like very very and very no end very badly for me. So, but like my all-time favorite player, purely because of his name for the longest time, was Billy Burns, and he like it started because of his name, and then I just kind of became a meme. So now he's my favorite player of all time. So, but I don't think I would want Billy Burns to take me around for a hot lap around Albert Park. So I'm gonna say my another my next favorite player, uh, Isaac Tongo. He is my favorite. He is I he's actually he signed my jersey. He's the number on the back of my jersey, and he would be the person that I would want to take me in a hot. Oh, actually no, actually no, actually no, no, no. I'm gonna backtrack. The person I would take me in a hot lap is Brian Toto, because not only would that be funny, that would just be amazing. Like the like he would just make so many jokes throughout that entire time. Like it would just be like hilarious to me katie have you thought have you have you have you got a player that you would like to take you on a hot lap around albert park listen there's just so many nrl players that i know so (laughs) i've got so many to choose from i'm gonna pick isaac because he's the one that you talk about the most so i feel like i i trust him because i i I know him more than i know anybody else um yeah and i Probably should have said a Warriors player, but I don't know if I could name a Warriors player. <laughs> you know what? Actually, oh wait, but there were there would be some really good players that you could take like from the Warriors. Like you could take like um, oh, Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson would be a great one. He was the one that started up the Warriors. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Sean Johnson's probably the only Warriors player that I could name. He's like he doesn't play anymore, does he play? No, he plays. He for still plays. Warriors. Yeah, for the Warriors. For the Warriors, he's just come back. Oh, yeah, okay. he just come. He's okay, just come well back he's like he's. Okay, well there you go. He um is like the like the poster boy, you know. Yeah, he's the he one that would always boy. be on TV. Is like, like he is, I like for for Kiwi people, it would be like if you know someone who plays NRL or like if you know someone who's play, you know did F one, you'd always know Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> if you knew someone who did motorsport, you'd know Scott Dixon. If you knew someone who did NRL, you'd know Sean Johnson. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, and that is such a fair assessment. But we've now come to the end of the episode of the From the Field to the Track. I'd like to thank, once again, my best friend and co-host, Katie, for joining me on this episode, even though she didn't have a lot to say because this was kind of my forte and I was just kind of talking 24-7. I'm very glad that she decided to be here and obviously make a drive of, her, drive of your life question suitable for the NRL segment of this episode. So, Katie, lots of love and I'm so grateful for you. 
And to all of you guys, you thank too. you so much for watching this episode, and thank you so much for like being on this journey with me. I hope you, if you watch, if you go into this podcast for Formula One, that you kind of do, do find this all interesting, and that you do want to get into NRL. And like I said, Katie and I do have a lot of special things coming up, especially with NRL that we're going to talk about, especially the launch in Vegas and all of that kind of thing and the expansion to Vegas. So if you want to see more NRL content or literally any content that you want to see from us, make sure you write it below and make sure you like, subscribe, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Love you. Bye.